0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to kooslike.com slash SGP that's kooslike.com slash SGP and we're brought to you by PropSwap America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app and we're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab In the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am perched up in the northeast corner of England in Newcastle upon Tyne. The day is Wednesday, the 27th of April. Uh, and me and my colleagues are here to take you through the slate of games for Thursday, the twenty eighth. Uh, Should we'll have plenty of time to consume all of this. Uh, we've got the youth team here today. Uh, first up, um, both these boys seem to have a lot to say, off air uh, listeners. Uh, so we'll see uh, We'll see where this takes us today. They seem quite jazzed up about various issues. Uh, Noah uh, Bennick, how you doing, man?
1: How's it going, Malcolm? I'm doing pretty well. This is actually a new recording area. If it sounds different to you guys, but it's actually my last time recording this podcast in Pittsburgh as I move out tomorrow. So I wanted to get on this podcast today uh, for Thursday's slate, but I'm not totally prepared as I just came off of an exam. Um, But yes, I just wanted to get on here because I do have uh, something that I want to air out. And uh, I just wanted to give some people a good DFS slate
0: before I leave. Fair enough. We talked a little bit of um, DFS on Monday's show, because I told you, I told the listeners, I sucked at DFS currently. I was in a bit of a slump. (laughs) So I wrote down the list of names that you gave me. In fact, I'll I'll wave it in front of the camera. That is the list of all those. To be fair, I thought it might be maybe seven or eight names. You gave me about, I mean, there's two full columns there. There's about 55 names. Um, But as a result, I did win the... uh, I won the little DraftKings tournament for the DGENs last night. So uh, you steered me to a, a massive $14 victory there, Noah. So I'll, I'll awesome. swear, yeah, I'll that'll pay me for another seven nights worth of losers. And I'm, also, doing my, just, oh, I'm doing oh, my sorry. best to
1: tweet out the links for the DFS contest so people can join them. But oftentimes I don't get to that enough. I'm hoping without having to worry about school, I'll be able to tweet those out for the yeah. random followers that will want to join in for the DGEN contest. They're very fun.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, it's just it's always just maybe two dollars. Uh, but yeah, just uh, fun and games. Um jazzed for a whole load of different reasons. Uh joining us is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you?
2: Hey, Malcolm, Noah, good to be with you boys on this hump day. I was doing great watching my Liverpool boys, went into nothing. I wish I was in England and Anfield celebrating. But then I turned to my other screen and this little this little girl, Noah, uh, He's charging the mound because we threw inside to him. We didn't even hit him. Meanwhile, they've hit Pete Alonzo in the head. And oh, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's not even just this series, it's an accumulation of all 20 games. Everyone's hitting their our players. And finally, we retaliate. And then they put their, now they have a t- temper tantrum. So it's ridiculous. So I, I don't know. He was thrown out of the game, thankfully, but. I, I turned that game off because they they ruined my day. They they lost already, but Anfield, Liverpool, two nothing. You'll never walk
1: alone. <laughs> You'll never walk. Alone. Oh well,
0: we don't need to talk about that rubbish. Um, as, yeah, we're, we're,
1: we're going as much as as much as I think this Mets lineup is, I guess, just a bit above average. They are totally in the right that they've been thrown at probably the most in the league so far. And that kind of leads into the point that I was kind of getting worked up about. And I want to talk about on the podcast because Chris Bassett last night, I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but he was like, the balls are different. Every ball that you throw in is different. And that's because they were kind of mixing in baseballs throughout the 2021 season. And they seem to be doing it here in 2022 at the beginning. It's just, they don't have enough of the dead balls that they want to use for the full season to like throw them out there. And it's been kind of crazy. So the Mets are getting thrown at almost every night and hitting is down, which I have an opinion on that, but I'll let you guys talk first.
0: Yeah, I no, missed, I, uh,
2: I agree. Oh no, you go Malcolm.
0: I just said, I missed, I missed those Chris Bassett comments last night. I'll uh, really? have to try and catch up with that. Yeah. Cause we're, we're through the, the early games and, Um, I think it's the 19th hit batter uh, for the season, which is a league high. J.D. Davis is the man who's been hit tonight. Uh, He's been taken out of the game. And then Dylan's just talked you through the reprisals from the Mets. But yeah, I'll have to see if I can catch up with those Chris Bassett comments uh, on the ball. Uh, Dylan, what did you have to add to that?
2: No, I was just going to say, I was just going to add on to what Noah said. Yeah. uh, Batting average and home runs. They're at an all time low this season, just in league history. And I I think it is to what Noah was saying, how they're just, they don't have enough of the ball. So they keep switching in and out during the game. And I don't think it's right to the pitchers and they're kind of fed up, which I I mean, you can't blame them and you're going to have more guys. Chris Bassett, I think is the first guy speaking out, but As the season prolongs, I think you're going to have more pitchers speaking out.
1: Yeah. So my opinion on the matter is uh, over the last day, literally since this Bassett comment, I've seen plenty of articles talking about how uh, the home runs and the batting averages are down across the league. But I really do think it's the analytical minds that have kind of like just steered us in the wrong way now because they saw all the home runs hit in 2019 and then they started preaching launch angle. Well, we know in 2019 that the MLB was juicing the balls behind the players' backs, wanting to get more entertaining brand of baseball out there with more electric home runs given to the people. Well, now you got more of a realistic baseball and they may have even deaded it even more. So why are you preaching launch angle to lift the ball, to hit home runs? Because now it is at an all-time low when you're even still trying to do it. What I want to see is more contact hitters, that prototype of a batter back into the game that's going to hit for average hit you i mean the batting averages are at elite at a history low but they shouldn't be you should be hitting for average now 280 300 315 drive the ball into the gaps get a couple of singles get a couple of doubles get on base and the guys that have the natural power let them do the job and do the damage
0: yeah you're absolutely right it just baffles me um beyond all comprehension that one of the, the most important part of equipment, the most basic part of the equipment for the sport. <laughs> it's the name no one, of the sport. No one, Yeah, no one knows <laughs> what it is. No one no one knows where it comes from, what it's going to be like, until they get one in the hand on the first day of the season. And I didn't know if that was a traditional thing. Do you do that in American sport? Like, do, do we keep this a secret? It's just fucking barking mad. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, right then, boys, uh, we could waffle on all night here. We've got thirteen games to handicap. Um, a little bit shy of numbers on certain games, but uh, we usually rely on the Rockford lines when we're when we're getting a little bit a little bit short of those. I'm going to keep plug, uh, plugging the Rockford lines until that sticks, Dylan. Um, my little saying there for that. Uh, so we will start tomorrow in uh, twelve thirty. Eastern first pitch uh, and it is the San Diego Padres at the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I've got uh, Nick Martinez going for San Diego and Tyler Marley goes for the Reds. The lines are uh, San Diego minus 120, Cincinnati plus 105. The overall under is at eight and a half. Um, This one uh, Martinez he's quite sorry did I just miss something there no okay uh, yeah Nick Martinez is quite highly thought of he's gone no 0-2 so far uh, 4.3 ERA pitch 14-2 14.2 innings with 13 strikeouts um, Tyler Marley for the Reds he is 1-2 and two so far on the season a 6.88 ERA uh, 17 in his pitch, 19 strikeouts, and a 1.7 whip. So, um, two starting pitches here with inflated numbers. Um, Martinez has had three very similar starts. Um, the issues he's had is that he's uh, he's walked nine batters over his last two starts. Uh, that in conjunction with the 11 hits he's given up means uh, there's been runners. Um, Marley's been consistent, uh, but consistently awful. It's not just one blown-up start that's in, inflated. It's his numbers. Um, he hasn't got out the fourth inning so far. He's been giving up hits and walks. Um, I considered Cincinnati on the money line. They've only won three games. I didn't quite uh, pluck up the courage to pick them. Um, so I just thought with, with the amount of... I mean, the, look at the ERA of the two the two pitchers. The, the amount of uh, base runners have both... Allowing. And um, I looked at the over here at eight and a half. Uh, That was my pick. So, uh, Noah, where do you want to take us with this one? So, I wish
1: this game was actually one that I didn't handicap because I only have about half the slate handicap, and these two guys are going to carry me. But there was actually not much PVB in this matchup. Only Eric Cosmer had a, a batting average above 250, which is what I look at because nobody seems to hit in this league. So, 250 is my uh, usual average against a pitcher that they've seen that I like to look at. Eric Cosmer's two for eight with a single and a double. And in 2022, he's batting 390, 23 for 59 with 32 total bases and he's coming off of his first home run uh, of the season Tuesday night and also a bat to look at for the Padres Manny the Machete Machado batting 348 23 for 66 with three home runs and 37 total bases I'm just staying completely away from this Reds lineup as they don't have a guy batting over 265 on this team Um, I think Munaf gave out a great stat where like a lot of these Reds losses are coming like by two or more runs, so I like this Padres run line in this game. Give me the Padres and probably fav- favor the over. I look look for both of these pitchers to give up a few runs early.
0: Yeah, I think that was on on Monday night when when we recorded they'd they'd lost a nine eleven of twelve. I think it was actually by by over a run and a half. So yeah, that's certainly worth a follow. Uh, Dylan Padres at Reds. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so I saw the opening line at minus 125, but I'm seeing over here at win bet, minus 110 for the Padres on the money line. And I mean, that's a great price for just an automatically better team, in my opinion. So I'm going to take the Padres on the money line. Nick Martinez, he didn't have the best start against the Dodgers and Braves, but on the road, surprisingly, he had a good outing against a good Giants uh, lineup. He went five innings, only giving up one run, striking out six batters. Now he's going up against a Rays lineup that has struggled to score some runs. Besides last night, they did break out for about five runs, but now, uh, Jonathan India, he's also still out of the fold. So that's not good for the reds and Tyler Molly. He hasn't performed well, like you said, in his two starts at home, he lost both starts, giving up six runs in eight innings. I think I just trust the Padres a little more with their lineup and Martinez to get them through the five, six innings. So give me the Padres on the money line. As for the total, I don't know if I could co-sign on the over with you guys. I made my total 8.3, so maybe you want to look Padres' team total over four.
0: Okay, so a little uh, pump in the brakes there from Dylan um, on the over. Next up is the Brewers and the Pirates, 12.35 Eastern. Uh, Freddie Peralta goes for Milwaukee and Jose Quintana goes for Pittsburgh. Uh, The lines are, Milwaukee are minus 170, uh, Pittsburgh plus 150. The overall under is set at seven and a half. Uh, Freddie Peralta, 0-1 with a 7.5 ERA, 12 innings pitched and 16 strikeouts. Uh, Quintana is also 0-1 with a 3.86 ERA, uh, 14 innings pitched, eight strikeouts. Uh, Noah, you can lead us off here.
1: So Peralta versus Quintana. Um, for personally, I I don't know um, if either one of these guys are. Too much of a quality pitcher so far in 2022. Peralta has not had a great start of the season, and he doesn't have good history against the Pirates. Ben Gamble's batting 500 against him, three for six with three singles. Brian Reynolds is 462, six for 13 with four singles, a two base knock, and a triple. Kevin Newman, who's historically not a very good batter, I think I said that on the last podcast that I was on, you might be able to get good value from him in DFS or a total bases or hits prop. He's batting 429 against Peralta five for 11, two singles, a double and a Newman nuke Andrew McCutcheon. Um, he's playing in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still loves the guy. So I kind of like the uh, a play there with McCutcheon, Uh, Playing at PNC, he's five for sixteen against Quintana, batting three thirteen with four singles and a double. Hunter Renfro batting three hundred, three for ten with a single and two bombs. And Lorenzo Kane, this is the most at bats I've seen against a pitcher this season so far. He has a hundred at bats against Quintana. He's batting two seventy. 27 for 100 with 38 total bases. Honestly, I think this is the last game of the series and I would expect some runs to be scored in this game. So I like the over.
0: Excellent. Uh, Dylan, what are you telling us about this? I'm
2: actually going to take a shot with the Buckos here on the run line, plus one and a half. Uh, like Noah said, this again. Freddie Peralta has been bad. I'm just going to fade him. He's been awful this season. Nine runs given up in 12 innings. He's walking a ton of batters. And once there's enough tape on a guy, we all know teams are going to start to take advantage of their mistake. And now with Jose uh, Quintana, he isn't the best pitcher either by no means, but at this point in the season, I do think he's a little better than Peralta, and I'm willing to take a shot with the Buccos and they're not actually that bad this year. So I'm going to take the run and a half start with the Buccos here.
0: Okay. A bit of a, uh, bit of a dog play there from Dylan. Um, uh, Freddie Peralta is the key man to this game. Um, his middle start, the one against St. Louis, is the one that's inflated his numbers. Um, but his last start at Philly, I thought he looked a lot better. He pitched five innings, only gave up one earned run on three hits, struck out six. Uh, so Peralta, to me, was trending in the right direction. Um, Quintana's been OK, but, you, but only have a sort of one inning away from a blow-up. Um, he's seen the Cubs twice in Washington, so he hasn't seen any stellar lineups. Um so, yeah, I've got to see a few, a few red flags about Quintana. Uh, William Adamas has been hitting quite well uh, for Milwaukee recently. I think today is the day that we'll get that um, Quintana blow up. And with Peralta trending in the right direction, I went the complete opposite to you, Dylan, uh, which is quite rare, making you normally fall on the same page. Uh, but Brewers minus one and a half uh, was the pick I got to. All I'm hearing Did is blow game? up and over. <laughs> yeah. Blow up and over, yeah, that's all you need to know, uh, bet. Uh, Colorado Rockies at the Philadelphia Phillies is a 105 Eastern first pitch. Um, Austin Gomba uh, is on the mound, and that's news to me, because I've got Antonio Sensatella written on my uh, on my note here. I can tell you all about him. I can't tell you anything about Austin Gomba. Uh, I have Sensatella to too. I have oh, Sensatella as well. Yeah. Okay, well, it's MLB.com then. If this, has cha- this has changed in the last... <laughs> Maybe fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm. refreshing the page right now. Hold on. So we
0: maybe have a little look. Yeah, um, I see
1: Gomber too now.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so I've exactly got everything the for the Phillies, uh, Yeah, exactly, and and I've got. I do have lines as well, so we might have to keep this one quite brief on the grounds we don't really know. Uh, the Rockies are plus one sixty five. The Phillies are minus one ninety five. The overall under is set at seven. Uh which seems incredibly low. Um we'll let you lead us off, Dylan. Firstly, uh because of that yeah. number seven. But then uh is it the Gomba Sensa Tele thing? What what's going on here?
2: Yeah, regardless who goes for the Rockies, I like the over in this game. I like you said, I got the opening total at seven and I think that's just way too small in my opinion. I set my total at eight point two, so uh, it's a big play on the over for me. Zach Wheeler, he's been awful this year. 0-3, giving up a lot of hard contact. He's not striking out a lot of batters like he did last season. And he's going up against a rocky lineup that's third in the league in batting average. And the past four games between these two teams, they've skyrocketed over the numbers. So, Malcolm, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think the guy is, we're going to go over in here, over seven.
0: Yeah, fair enough. There, uh, that seven did look really, really low. That was one of the two things that I have written down. Um I'm just quickly trying to look at uh, Austin Austin Gomba's numbers. He's uh he's one and one on the season with a four point two ERA, pitched 15 innings with 14ks. It's a 1.47 whip. Um he had a good start last time out at Detroit. Uh, no earned runs. On four hits and eight strikeouts over six innings, um, the first two starts were a little bit dodgy. Um, not an awful lot, really, between sense and Sensatella. It doesn't change the the handicap greatly. Um, yeah, Wheeler's been horrible. He's had sort of back to back poor starts, and you really need to see a bounce back from him before you take. Um, Philadelphia or Wheeler in any position there. Um, I think maybe the Colorado regression is starting to kick in a little bit. They had that hot start uh, they're now 10-7 particularly away from home Um, so I do think the Phillies will win but obviously it's a prohibitive price Uh, but if if that number stays around 7 then uh, it's a knocking bet of an over for me. Uh, Noah what do you think? Yeah for me I locked the over on the Rockies and the Phillies
1: it was eight, and I thought that was low, and I was a little concerned that the books knew something that I didn't. Now it's at seven, and Gomber still only he has a four two ERA. Now I know Sentadella had something in the sixes, and I, I love this over even more. But do they expect that Wheeler's just going to come out and throw like the twenty twenty Wheeler or something like that? He's got an eight five ERA, and I, I have a lot of these stats from the Phillies against and But Jose Iglesias against Wheeler's batting 500, three for six with two singles and a double. Um, Chris Bryant, he had back tightness earlier this week. Check to see if he's going to start. He's 333, three for nine against Wheeler with three singles. So if he does bounce... uh, come back into the starting lineup, he could see some offensive success. But I mean, this Phillies lineup has been raking as of late. They dropped 10 against the Rockies. Um, Honestly, maybe Wheeler does figure something out here. Phillies would be my play on the money line. Maybe look for a run line. And I'm definitely going to be on this over as the, like you said, the Rockies are top five in batting average and the Phillies seem to have figured something out at the
0: plate at home here. Okay, so yeah, everyone everyone wants runs in that game. Uh, next up, um, possibly a TBD pitcher here, yeah, but I do have one, so I'll have to see if you boys have anything different to me. Uh, 105 Eastern is the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. Trevor Rodgers uh, goes for Miami and I've got Josh Rodgers going for Washington. Uh, so feel free to correct me. I don't have any lines uh, for this game. Um, Dylan, do you, do you see anything in front of you? Can you give us um, any any money lines and over-unders here?
2: Yeah, I have no lines that I've seen yet, but I see Patrick Corbin actually going for the Nationals. Oh, my God. So I, w- I would favor the Marlins in this spot with Trevor Rogers. I'd probably favor them. I have to do my simulation, but probably around a minus 130, minus 135. Don't want to lay too much with the Marlins, but I, I would I would favor the Marlins in this spot, even though they're on the road. I think they're just a better ball club right now.
0: Um, I had a great start about Josh Rogers as well. Um, he pitched last week. I'm going to give it to you anyway because, you know, I've done my work. Uh, <laughs> 71 pitches last week. Uh, how many whiffs, Noah? Um, I'll guess... 11 three. 3 3 whiffs on wow. 71 pitches yeah 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 uh, inefficient outings shall we put it that way um <laughs> yeah to uh, Trevor Rogers his numbers are horrible 0 and 3 6.94 ERA um with a 1.8 whip um he had one start one bad start against Philly uh, where he gave up seven of those earned runs in 1.2 innings um but he has given up hits and walks in all three games um, obviously, my, my handicap's gone slightly out the window because I did have jo- Josh Rogers um, down. But if it is Patrick Corbin, then again, it's a little bit like Gomba sends a tele all over again. Um, it's not a huge difference. Um, Miami have won three on the spin, that Washington have lost six on the spin. Um, I wrote down here anything Miami. If you wanted to take Miami, um, Miami hits first five, money line total. Find something Miami-related that's an attractive price for you, um, and, and pick that. That was my uh, conclusion on this. Um, Noah, what did you uh, make of it? So I'm
1: frantically trying to do some research here because I see Josh Rogers too. Now, are they throwing the kid a bone because they both have the same last name? Or are they somehow related? Because I know Trevor has. Yeah. I know Trevor has a brother, Tyler. Um, he's the sidearm submarine guy for the giants. And I'm pretty sure they either had a cousin or another brother in the majors as well. So maybe they're throwing Josh a bone to go up against his brother in this matchup. Otherwise I'd probably think that Corbin would logically start here. I think this is his turn in the rotation, but uh, for me, I have Juan Soda's batting 400 against Trevor Rogers, two for five with two singles and three walks to only one strikeout. So he sees the ball very well, even though it's a lefty lefty matchup. Yadiel Hernandez batting 333, two for six with two singles. And in 2022, is batting 324, 12 for 37. He has one of the best batting averages on the nationals so far this season. Miguel Rojas is batting two for six against Josh Rogers with a single and a double in 2022 check to see if josh bell is starting because he is raking so far i know he was doing dealing with a little bit of an injury bug but i'm not quite sure if he's back uh healthy he's batting 345 24 58 with 29 total bases and two home runs uh Joey Wendell on the the season's batting 362, 17 for 47, 25 total bases. And it's not a bad idea to entertain Garrett Cooper, Jesus Sanchez, or Jazz Chisholm, as this offense has shown to be competitive lately.
0: Okey-doke. Next up, we have the Baltimore Orioles at the New York Yankees, which is a 105 uh, Eastern first pitch. Uh, Baltimore have Bruce... Zimmerman uh, on the mound. Uh, Jamison Tyone goes for the New York Yankees. I have betting lines of Baltimore are the plus 195 underdog. Uh, The New York Yankees are minus 225 and the overall under is at eight. Uh, Zimmerman has been going along okay. Actually, there's a little bit of Orioles news as well. Uh, John Means has... uh, He's having to undergo Tommy John surgery. Uh, possibly has undergone Tommy uh, Tommy John su- surgery today. That um, so yeah, disappointment not going to get a season out of means because um, he's been the 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 Baltimore best hope really uh, of getting a, of getting anything like a stud pitcher. Uh, but in the meantime, Zimmerman's been going along okay, one and oh. Uh, with a 1.2 ERA, 15 innings pitch with 16 strikeouts. Uh, Jamison Tyone is 1-1 one one with a 3.07 ERA, uh, 14.2 innings pitched, 13 strikeouts. Um, Zimmerman's gone OK against decent opposition as well. He faced the Yankees um, on the 17th, pitched five innings, uh, didn't allow any runs on four hits, walked two and struck out six. Um, And I think this little mini breakout from Zimmerman was kind of predicted in a few quarters as well. Um, So it's not a huge shock um, to quite a lot, especially people in the fantasy community. Um, Jameson Tyone is fine. Um, He pitched at Baltimore uh, on the 16th, the day before Zimmerman went. um, Gave up two earned runs on three hits over 4.2. Baltimore have been competitive here and Zimmerman is about as competitive as they have. Um, I thought I was going to take a punt somewhere along the line. Um, Baltimore pushed New York quite close last night, and the money line for me at plus 195 for Baltimore uh, is where I came down. Um, Noah, what did you uh, make of the Baltimore-New York game?
1: So, yeah, with Means hitting the IL, one lefty steps down, and another one steps up, and Bruce Zimmerman. But also, be aware... Uh, if you're in a fantasy player in a uh, like a deep league or something 12 15 team league look for Grayson Rodriguez he's a very highly touted prospect in triple A right now um but some Yankees do see the ball very well off of Zimmerman. DJ LeMay, who's batting 60, 667 against him, four for six with three singles and a double. He's hitting 340 on the young season. So that's a bat that I really like for this slate. Aaron Judge is batting five hundred three 3 for 6 with a single and a uh and two all-rise home runs. Cedric Mullins is batting 429 off the Tyone, three for seven with a single and two bombs. And in 2022, Austin Hayes—he's actually having a great season against, or a great series against the Yankees right now. He wouldn't be a bad play. And Aaron Anthony Rizzo—he's betting 283, 17 for 60 on the season, and he's the league leader in home runs with eight over the short porch.
0: Excellent, uh, love it, Noah. Um, I'm making a note of all of these as well. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to keep tailing you in the DFS. Um, Dylan, Baltimore at New York.
2: Yeah, as much as it hurts me, I got to side with the Yankees here on the run line. We actually, I feel like we're done a good price with the Yankees on the run line. Uh, almost even money, I'm seeing at minus 110. So I needed a minus 115 or better to be on them. So this is a great price for me. Uh, the Yankees, they've actually been playing better baseball as much as it hurts me to say that. They've won four straight. They've covered the run line three out of the last five games. And Zimmerman, like you guys said, he's gone up against the Yankees last week and he actually had a decent start, but I think that favours the Yankees. They've seen him already. They know what to expect. They know what's coming. So I think they'll be able to jump on him and I think they cover the run line. So give me the Yankees minus one and a half.
0: Yeah, I've been kind of keeping my eye on the Yankees. They've been winning ugly. Uh, they haven't really clicked um, on either side of the ball, but they've been doing okay. They've been winning games because um, I did put them up Um is, is my uh, pre-season pick. And also it antagonises Moon after death as well, uh, whenever they're doing OK. So uh, yeah, I have been keeping an eye on the Yankees. And yeah, they're just kind of plodding along. Um, so we'll have to see how uh, Toronto and New York handle each other. Um, if you do want to get on the Yankees, or Toronto for that matter, uh, for World Series glory, get across to bet where there's a $10 to win $200 promotion. Um, a $10 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Plus, the Winbet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus, up to $1,000. And don't forget to get involved in their same-game parlays with the win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose or push, a three-plus-leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the Winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or over. And present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget, while you're doing that, uh, to get on the um, NFL Draft Props Contest. We're giving away $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab. In the SGPN app, that is winner takes all. Fill your boots. The next game on the slate is the Seattle Mariners at the Tampa Bay Rays. This is a one ten Eastern first pitch. Chris Flexen goes for the Seattle Mariners, and Corey Kluber uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm Just waiting for my little odds page to load up, and I'll give you the, I'll give you the lines. Um, Sorry about this. I'll tell you what. Um, have you got any? You got the odds in front of you there, Dylan. Just while I get my page. Uh, not over on
2: Wimbet, but I did see other sportsbook open this line. Uh, Mariners plus one ten, raise around minus one thirty, minus one
1: forty. I can't. feel okay. I'll, I'll I'll fill the time while you were reading the ad. I wasn't sure if I gave out a pick for the Orioles Yankees, so I'll
0: take the Yankees and I'll explore the uh, run line as well. OK, no problem. Um, I've got Seattle here at plus 100, Tampa Bay minus 120, an overall under at eight. Uh, Flexin, one and two, 3.63 ERA, pitched 17.1 innings with 11 strikeouts. Corey Kluber is 0-1 with a 3.68 ERA, uh, 14.2 innings pitched in 12 Ks. Um, flexen has been on the improve for me. Uh, through three starts, he's got better every time. Uh, his last start, seven innings pitched, one earned run against Kansas City. Um, and also, he was 7-1 and one on the road last season, uh, was Chris Flexon. Um, Corey Kluber, there was warning signs for me in his first two starts. Um, and then last time, uh, he got blown up. 11 hits, four earned runs against Boston. Uh, for me, these two pitches are trending in um, opposite directions. Uh, so, I didn't see any lines earlier on, but I, I see him now... Um, I had the Mariners first five, but I also put up the Mariners outright uh, at even money. So uh, either way, taking first five, be a similar price, I'm guessing, um, or, and, or plus or uh, plus 100 on the money line. Uh, Dylan, what did you um, conclude for the Seattle-Tampa game?
2: Yeah, interesting spot here, Malcolm. Uh, I, on the first game of the series yesterday, I took the Mariners uh, first five plus a half. I did it again today and on the money line and I'm going to do it again. The Mariners have been underdogs this whole series and I honestly don't know why I feel like they're the better team, not just pitching wise, hitting wise as well. They get on base, they steal, they draw walks. The Mariners they've won four in a row and they're just smashing a ball. Like I've said, they've, they have a top five bullpen when they, when they turn it over to the bullpen late in the game. And I just don't think the market's adjusted to how good this Mariner team is. If they continue to give us plus money with them, we just got to take advantage. So they've been my second favorite team behind the Mets. So I'm going to keep riding them. I'm going to take the Mariners on this plus price.
0: Yeah, Dylan is sweet on the Mariners. Uh, Nora, you was sweet on their chances tomorrow. I'm going to agree with Dylan as
1: well. I actually haven't said it on this podcast, but I do have the Rays winning the AL East. I thought uh plus 300 ticket wasn't too bad for a team that has good history in the division, but I am going to go against my team today. Um, the only guy with... History against Flexen that uh, has had success is Manuel Margot. He's batting 600 against Flexen, three for five, a single, a double, and a Margot Rita, AKA a home run. And on the Seattle side with success, Mitch Haniger. He's on the COVID list though, but he made the trip to Tampa. So see if he starts. He's batting 666 against Kluber. He's six for nine with four singles, a double. And a hanna bomb, and then for me, just looking at it, Dylan's Seattle team is absolutely raking right now, and they've won me over I'm a huge fan of their flashing strobe lights after home runs during their night games at home yeah they're sick yeah good good bats I like in this game for the Mariners are Ty France. he's batting three sixty eight on the year with five Oral wars and forty three total bases and J P Crawford who is stroking three fifty six with two tanks himself
0: so some of the APL teams do that light show when the teams are walking out and it gets on my tits. So I'm not, I'll come down on the opposite (laughs) side of the light show uh, with you. So uh, I'm definitely not on board there. Uh, Next up is a 110 Eastern first pitch, which is the Detroit Tigers at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Tarek Scoobal, lefty, goes for the Tigers. Bailey Ober uh, for the Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. We have lines of. Oh, have I handicapped this in the right order? Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> um, I've, got no, oh, I've got no lines again. I yeah, don't, we don't I, have, yes, have. Munaf on have got to got keep Malcolm in check.
1: <laughs> this is why we yeah, got the e-box for explicit next <laughs> to our name. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry. Uh, Detroit plus 130, Minnesota minus 145. The overall under is set at seven. Um <laughs> stop laughing, if you've got a corpse do it on me, Scooble is 1-1 one and one with a 2.3 ERA 15.2 uh, innings pitched, 16 strikeouts um, uh, Bailey Ober is 1-1 one and one with a 2.1 uh, 2.81 ERA uh, 16 innings pitched, and in 13 games, very similar lines uh, and low whips as well these two boys uh, 1.09 for Scooble uh, and a level 1 for um, Ober uh Scooble hasn't given up a run in his last two starts uh Bailey Oba's only given up one earned run in the same time span and um, this seems a really hard handicap because everything seemed right i couldn't find i couldn't find uh a, an angle in here there was no splinters for me to prize apart um everything seemed okay um The over-under looked low to me. And I am expecting maybe a little bit of regression from Bailey over. Um, I do like Scoob, but I think he is that good. I'm not sure Bailey's figures will be like that come the end of the season. So maybe that regression can start tomorrow. Uh, And I thought that with the the Twins bats are okay. Uh, So I thought between the two of them, they could get over that number of seven. So it was over for me. Um, Noah, uh, Detroit at Minnesota.
1: I actually kind of like the under here, Mel. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, I, I believe in Scooble. Uh He's my guy. And uh, Ober has done quite all right to start the season here. Um, this yes. is this is going to be the part of the podcast where you guys pick me up as I do not have these games handicapped. But personally, me and my buddies um, and Tigers fans actually really believe in Scoopel to be the future ace of the staff. He's a very good left-hander, weird arm slot, very powerful, uh, sits mid-90s with that fastball, and the books always sleep on his K prop. I'm always, I'm always on his over Ks every time he pitches. That's what I'm going to be taking in this game here. Also, I'll be exploring the under. And um, Tigers uh, – I'll take the Tigers on the money line too. Um let's explore some PVB. Do I have any that's jumping out to me? Byron Buxton's 2 for 6 against uh Scooble with two tanks actually. So, Buck yeah. Um Max Kepler, he's 3 for 10 with three singles. So, those are two mer- uh two Twins bats that I like for this game.
0: Okay, I like that little player prop on the uh on the Scooble strikeouts uh, Noah Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, one thing I can agree on is I do think Skubal is legit. Um, I do think he will be the ace for this Tigers team moving forward. But I don't agree with the underplay. I do like the over here. I don't like a side. uh, If I were to play a side, I would side with the Tigers because I do think they're live dogs here. But I made my line 8.4, so... Even at a 7.5 or 8, I still like the over. The first game of the series had nine runs, and I think we see a similar game in this one. Both teams have gone under this to- this number three out of the last five games, and the Twins are on a roll right now, getting Byron Bunkson back into fold after a slow start. They've won five in a row, and yeah, I just think we see a little over, maybe through the bullpen. Maybe not. Maybe you want to, if you're going to look at the under, maybe first five under, but once the bullpens come in, I see some runs being scored. So I'm going to take over seven in the spot.
0: Okay, so Dylan agrees with me. Uh, and Noah is on the other side of the total there. Uh, 205 Eastern first pitch. The Houston Astros at the Texas Rangers. Uh, Justin Verlander goes for Houston. And Martin Perez goes for Texas. Uh, the Lions are... The Astros are the short-priced price favorites, minus 165. Uh, Texas are plus 145. the overall under is set at eight. Uh, JV, one and one with a 3.89 ERA. Uh, pitched 19 innings with 20 strikeouts and a 0.74 whip. Uh, stunning stuff from Justin Verlander. Uh, Perez is 0-2 with 3.86 ERA, 14 innings pitched and 12 strikeouts. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off with this one.
2: Yeah, I know I said on the pod yesterday that I need a break from the ass shows, but I cannot back Verlander in the spot. Both both of his starts on the road. He's been lights out 13 innings, only one run given up. And I think we see another dominant performance from him. And I'm hoping the bats kind of came alive yesterday and hopefully they could build on that. So I'm not going to touch the money line. I wouldn't say minus 165 is there's value there, but I was able to get this run line for the Astros when it opened at plus 110. Even at a plus 100, I like it. I was even w- willing to lay a minus 110 on the run line. So I'm going to be on the Astros run line here.
0: Okay, well, well, I'll jump in there then because my pick is exactly the same. I don't need to handicap it like you just have. Uh, I've got written down Houston minus 1.5 at plus 110. Um, I think it's going to be a relatively low score in game. Um, Perez has been okay. Um, he was good last time out. He's not as good as home traditionally. Uh in Texas are two and six at home uh as well. So I think yeah, you just think get this done and relatively comfortably. So uh, I'll co sign that. Um, Noah, three out of three. Yeah, you guys
1: know I'm a big Verlander fanboy, so I'm not going to fade him here, give me the Astros, and I'll co-sign your run-line play as well, although the Rangers' offense has been a little bit dangerous to start the season. The one guy that has Verlander's number is Willie Calhoun. He always Verlander has these guys that uh, the one that sticks out for me as a Tigers fan was Billy Butler. For some reason, that guy just hit bombs off of Verlander. Uh, Willie Calhoun has two home runs in his career against Verlander. He's 5-8 for with three singles as well. And then Martin Maldonado. He's always a great catcher punt for me. I love to play him because he's usually in a good Astros lineup this year. They're a little bit of a slump to start the season. He's nine for 15 against Perez, six singles and three doubles. Yuli Gurriel is eight for 16 against Perez batting 500. And you know how Yuli Gurriel is not much pop to his bet, but he's got all eight singles. He'll get on base for you. Might not be a bad total basis play there, or just a hits play on a prop and Michael Brantley's five for 12 against Perez, three singles, two doubles, taking a look here. Brantley is three batting three eleven on the season with two bombs. And for the Texans, I like Nathaniel Lowe's bat start 2022. He's batting 365. he's 24 for 66 with 31 total bases
0: Okay love all of that Um, Bank Holiday Weekend is on the horizon Uh, spend some time with friends, family etc and do it over a Coors Light Uh, take some time uh, for yourself and your loved ones and enjoy the beer that is made to chill Uh, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill that is Coors Light the mountains on the bottles and cans turn blue when your beer is cold uh, so when you need to hit reset, just open the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. So this weekend, I'll be looking to relax and uh, get away from a busy working week. I'll do it with a Coors Light. Um, remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewer Company, Golden, Colorado. You can get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. I go to CoorsLite.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLite.com slash SGP. Okay, let's keep thundering through these game, boys. Um, it is the Kansas City Royals at the Chicago White Sox. A 210 Eastern first pitch. Brad Keller goes for Kansas. Uh, Michael Kopek goes for the White Sox. And the lines are the Royals plus 147. The White Sox are minus 169. The over or under. It's another seven. It's another low one. Um, I had the Royals last night as my dog, and uh, I was delighted to see that one because that was the one that caused a little bit of consternation when uh, myself and... Yeah, we were razzing we, you. Yeah, you were. You and Moon half were getting into me. And the, <laughs> the most satisfying thing was, it wasn't even close. Was it six to nothing, I think? It's six to um, they Shut them up. Yeah, it was a bit of a no-doubter, yes. Yeah, the so White but, Sox uh, against the
1: left. The zero runs.
0: Right, that was it. It was the White Sox (laughs) against the lefties. Uh, Yeah, I took a little victory lap around my kitchen there um, when that came through last night. Um, Keller is uh, 0-2, 2.55 ERA so far this season, 17.2 innings pitched, 14 strikeouts and a 0.91 whip. Um, Michael Kopech, no uh, pitcher of record yet this season, a 0.64 ERA, Uh, 14 innings pitched, 15 strikeouts, and a 0.79 whip. Um, Keller's been really solid. Um, He was slightly shaky at Seattle in his first road start last time out, which is a bit of a worry because he's on the road again here. Um, Kopech's been getting better with each start. Um, The White Sox have snapped their skid tonight. They'd lost eight in a row, uh, managed to get away from the... The White Sox now. I think it was seven to three, maybe. Uh, so they snapped that little skid. But ni- neither of these pitches have been allowing base runners. Um, uh, no walks, no hits. So it, it was all really, really tight. Um, I'm going to take the Royals again. Um, I just again, yeah. The White Sox have snapped a skid, but it, uh, I'll need to see them do it again. It doesn't. It doesn't get them out of the woods. And the Royals are a big price, one fifty. And Keller's gone okay. Uh, the roads have been competitive, so I just thought that plus one fifty was a good price. Be- they'll certainly give you a give you a run for your money, uh, in my opinion. Know um, are You are you taking the White Sox again to take me on?
1: Yeah, so I think we need to address this team here, maybe panic button, because I was super high on the White Sox coming into the season, and they. We're on that huge skid, like the, like you said, and they just beat the Royals, which isn't really saying much. My AL Cy Young pitcher, uh, Michael Kopech, on the mound here. Big believer in him, and I think he turns it on, continues to keep it going throughout the season. Um, but the one guy that's going to scare me in this Royals lineup is Carlos Santana. He's three for six against Kopech with a single in two tanks. And then uh, scrolling down here, Andrew Vaughn. You're going to get him some. For some value in DFS, he's two for six with two singles. He's usually sitting around 3K, not an everyday starter, but with some injuries uh, to Eloy, and, uh, Eloy Eloy Jimenez. He should see some playing time, and I like that bat. And also, Lurie Garcia, nine for 28 with seven singles and two doubles. So those are some things that I'm eyeing on in this game. And to be honest,
0: I wouldn't mind an under. You wouldn't mind it under. Uh, Fair enough. Dylan, what you said?
2: Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I probably won't have anything, no action for me, but I would agree with Noah. I do believe in Michael Kopex. I think he's really good. Only one run given up in 14 innings, but how can you trust these bats right now? Something is really off with them. I agree with Noah. I think you might have to panic just a little, but they've only scored 10 runs in their last six games. I, I just don't know how they turn things around. I, I can't put my money behind the White Sox right now. So I, I would agree with you also, Malcolm. And if you were to pick a side, I would choose the Royals as well.
0: Okie doke um, Next up, interesting game. This has been a good series uh, and it'll continue uh, tomorrow. 3.07 Eastern, uh, the Boston Red Sox at the Toronto Blue Jays. Garrett Whitlock. Um, goes for Boston, and Alec Manoa goes for Toronto. The lines in front of me are Boston plus 145, Toronto minus 165, with an overall under set at 8. Uh, Whitlock is 1-0 and o with a 0. 0.66 ERA. Uh, he's pitched 13.2 innings, 18 strikeouts, and a 0.51 whip. Manoa um, is 3-0, perfect start for him. Um, 2.00 ERA, 18 innings pitched and 18 Ks. Uh, Dylan, you can uh, take us through this one first.
2: Yeah, give me the Blue Jays on the run line here. I feel like the Red Sox bats are just lost right now. They've just been having a real tough time scoring some runs and just winning <laughs> ball games in general. The Blue Jays, they've won four of the last five against the Red Sox, covering the run line at two of the four. And I like Alex Manoa as well. He's 3-0, and he keeps his walks down, which is good against the Red Sox lineup. And it looks like it's going to be a bullpen game for the Red Sox. Garrett Woodlock, he's going to get the start. we will probably go two, three innings, depending on how he does. But I think it's going to be difficult against this Blue Jay lineup. So at this plus 125 price, I love it. Give me the Blue Jays on the run line.
1: Okey-doke. Uh, Noah? Yeah, Whitlock is a reliever, but actually he came up through the farm system as a starting pitcher. So he's been a long reliever for the Red Sox, and he's actually kind of their uh, leverage guy in the pen. But I expect him to go four or five today. Uh, he's had a great season so far. Um, the only guy with PVB in this matchup is Alex Verdugo against Alec Manoa. Three for five, betting 600 with a single two doubles. Um, so for Dugo is not a bad play. I know Manoa is pretty much new to the division, a second year rookie, I believe. And Whitlock with him being a reliever, there's not a ton of numbers against him for the blue Jays. So let's look into some season stats here. Xander Bogart is betting 362 on the year, 25 for 69 with 35 total bases. Devers is never a bad play. He's got 34 total bases and three home runs. He's 270 on the year. And for the Blue Jays, I did want to mention I got uh, some slack. From a couple of my Dominican friends here at school. Uh, there is a term for Vladdy Jr. home runs, and it is called a placata. And I looked it up in Dominican baseball's uh, lingo. A placata is good contact for good distance. So, Vlad Jr.'s home runs, he's got five placatas on the year. He's batting 328. That's a good bat to look at. And if you like the Blue Jays in this game, Lertis Gurriel has been hot and Springer's been hot and Santiago Espinal is a good discount for a guy batting 270 on the year in a great lineup. So give me the Blue Jays to win this game and I may explore some of those Blue Jay bats.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a few Dominicans on the uh, Newcastle Nighthawk, so I'll uh, I'll hit them with of the weekend, see if I get any, any response of uh, <laughs> who was he and a steal and all the boys. Um, yeah, I, I quite like Lucky he, he went four in his last time against the Tampa Bay Rays, so I think maybe you, you can get that out of them tomorrow, if not more. Um, Alec Minow has been great at home uh, as well um, last season, 2.32 ERA. This is going to be uh, a close game. I got to a first five under here. I'd l- I think Toronto will win, but I'm not taking that minus 165 price. So I looked at dressing this up uh, in a slightly different way, looking at uh, various bits and bobs of, of player props. But yeah, I just think uh, Whitlock can keep this tight. Um, so yeah, first five under. And maybe Toronto might get it done later on. Uh, We have one, two, three games left to handicap uh, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, and the next one is the Cleveland Guardians at the LA Angels, which will go off at four o seven Eastern. Cal Quantrill uh, goes for the Guardians, and uh, Detmers. What's Detmers? Reed Detmers is his name. uh, Lefty uh, goes for the LA Angels. The lines odd Cleveland. Are the dogs plus 145 uh, home choke with the LA Angels at minus 165 overall under of eight and a half? Um, 1 and 0, 3.94 ERA, uh, 16 innings pitched and six strikeouts. Detmers uh, is 0 and 1 with a 6.57 ERA, uh, 12.1 innings pitched and 12 strikeouts. Um, Quantrill, has had very middling stat lines, um, but very consistent. He's um, earned runs have gone two, two and three. Uh, Strikeouts have gone two, two and two. You're pretty much, uh, you can pencil in those stat lines for tomorrow, what you're going to get out of them. Um, Detmers had a bad start um, against Washington. Uh, Sorry, uh, he had a bad start on the road at Texas, Uh, but his two home starts uh, have both gone two earned runs, uh, two earned runs. So I just, I thought this was relatively predictable. Um, so you might be able to help me out here, Dylan. Um, I went for a first five over, um, but obviously it's depending on on a number. Um, would I be able to get that at maybe three and a half, or is that going to be bigger?
2: Uh I would. Well, your total right now is at eight and a half, so you're probably looking at a four, maybe at, at a okay. first five. Uh I actually like. I'll to take the push on over. a four. Yeah. Yeah, no, cool. no, no play for the total for me. I just don't understand this line at all. Uh, I actually have it flipped. I have the Guardians favored in this spot. So, at oh, a wow. plus 150 I'm seeing over at Win Bet, give me the Guardians here. I think they have the pitching advantage with Kyle Concha. He's definitely a better pitcher, in my opinion, over Reed Demers. He's able to keep his walks down, but I think he's, if he's able to pick his corners and his spots, he's going to have success against this Angel lineup. The Halo's are a good hitting team and they've been hitting uh, hard as of late. So I just think the Guardians, they'll be able to tack on a few more runs on Demerts than the Angels on Bancho. So at this plus 150 price, I have to be all over the Guardians here. Excellent. So a plus
0: 150 dog that did um by his numbers, should be the favourite. That's got to uh, make it ears prick up. Noah, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, for me, I like both of these pitchers. I might have a little bit more confidence in both of them than other people do. Uh, I've seen Quantrill in AL Central for a year and a half now. And Reed Detmers, I was a big fan of when he was pitching for Louisville. So uh, throughout the series, actually, there hasn't been a ton of PVB for uh, the Angels and Guardians as they don't normally play each other too much throughout the season. Um Taylor Ward, though, treated me very well against Shane Bieber with two home runs. He's got three home runs on the season so far. He's batting .353 and 34 at bats. He's starting every day for the Angels now, and he's batting in the top five of the order. Take advantage of his low price in DFS contests while you can. Mike Trout's batting .347 on the year. He's leading the league in OPS with a 1233. He has 38 total bases, five tanks, and he's 17 for 49. Also consider uh, Brandon Marsh. He is batting 308. Jack Mayfield, 321. Both of those guys, very good at, uh, very good bats. And then you can never go wrong with a little bit of J-Ram. J-Ram's batting 344 on the season with 42 total bases and 21 over RBIs. He's 22 for 64 with four home runs. And Stephen Kwan, check to see if he's starting. He's dealing with a little bit of hamstring tightness. He's batting 341 on the season. He's due, like, he gets on base, and he's going to score runs in this Guardians off. Offense betting at the top of the order with J-Ren hitting behind him and Owen Miller being so hot. So, yeah, and Josh Naylor, he's a cheap option as well. It's not a bad pick either.
0: Fair enough. Uh, while the NFL draft uh, is currently a hot topic, uh, let me tell you about Sleeper that you probably use for, for a lot of your NFL fantasy leagues. Um, it's the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. Um, you've probably got, like I say, your fantasy leagues on there. I've certainly got at least three that are use sleeper for uh, game changing products. Absolutely outstanding, unique in the industry. Um, and now they've added to it. You can make money on sleeper by playing their new overall under game. Uh, it's really simple. Um, choose your sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. So for example, um, points in basketball, hits in baseball, etc. Um, Choose your stake, and then if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. Um, the main reason um, that we're excited about using it here at SGPN um, is that you can play with your friends. Uh, obviously, we've got a big DGen general community, um, a lot of community spirit, so you can play with your, play with your friends, play it together, uh, get involved in the group chat. Uh, so loads of fun uh, over there. Stop and download the Slipper app to play their new over-under game. Make sure you use the promo code SGPMLB and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. So download Sleeper with the code SGPMLB to get your three hundred hundred bucks. Join SGP and Squad to bet with the guys, sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, the penultimate game is the Chicago Cubs at the Atlanta Braves, which is a 7.20 Eastern first pitch. Drew Smiley uh, will go for the Cubs. Uh, Kyle Wright will go for the Braves. The lines are Chicago plus 150, Atlanta minus 170, over or under of 8.5. Noah, you can take it away with this one.
1: Yeah, so I don't have much PvB jumping out for me here. Marcelo Zuna's two for seven with two hits off of the off of Drew Smiley. Um, anything else? No, I I cannot, I don't see anything here. So let's dive into some 2022 stats. Ian Happ batting 333, 17 for 51 with two home runs and 26 total bases. Not a bad total base play from Happ. You'll get good value there. Nico Horner and Seiya Suzuki are both batting 327 Suzuki is just a total bases machine he can hit a home run he can hit extra bases and he can also steal a bag for you if you if you play him in DFS same with Horner he has two stolen bases on the year and the Braves lineup Matt Olson's batting 333 the hometown kids 22 for 66 on the year with two bombs and 36 total bases Austin Riley also has 36 total bases he's 18 for 50, 65 with four home runs. Marcel Azuna four home runs on the year and Ozzie Albies, he seems to be cooling off, but he is normally not a bad play. Give me the
0: Braves to win this game against Smiley. Um, Dylan, Chicago Cubs at Atlanta Braves.
2: Yeah, I don't want anything to do with the Cubs right now. They lost four out of their last five. Surprisingly, they are the number one team in the league in regards to batting average, but they're going to be going up against Kyle Wright, who might be the best pitcher on the Braves' staff right now. He's just been in total command, striking out shitload of batters. He's only given up two runs in 17 innings. And I think the Braves are catching the Cubs at the right time. So I'll take a chance. I needed a plus 107 or better for the Braves' run line. I'm getting a plus 125 over at WinBet. So I'm going to take a chance with the Braves on the run line here.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'm a huge fan of Kyle Wright. I'm myself, he was at Vanderbilt. Great pitcher there, and he is breaking up this season. Absolutely. Yeah, he's electric. a stud.
0: Um the uh, the pitching stats for this one, Drew Smiley one and one with a 2.45 ERA, um, nine strikeouts and 14.2 innings. And uh Wright, Kyle Wright is two-0 with a 1.06 ERA. Uh, 17 innings pitched and 26 strikeouts. Um, Smiley's had two good starts, but then he was slightly lit up by Pittsburgh last time out. Um, Wright has given up two earned runs in his last 17 innings uh, and only walked two batters in that time. So his command is absolutely locked in. Um, The Cubs have hit a bit of a flat spot, um, as Dylan pointed out. Um, I don't trust the Braves particularly uh, on the run line. Um, but I think Atlanta first five will probably get it done. I do think they'll have the noses in front after then. So that would be my pick. Um, okay, we have one more game and it is the Arizona Diamondbacks at uh, Dylan's favourite, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, this is a 7.45 Eastern first pitch. Um, Humberto Castellanos uh, goes for the D-backs and Dakota Hudson goes for St. Louis. Uh, the Diamondbacks are the Dogs, uh, plus 155. St. Louis are minus 180. The overall under is at 74. Uh, Castellanos, uh, Humberto Castellanos, is 1-0 and o with a ERA of a level three. Uh, he's pitched 12 innings, striking out eight batters. Uh, Dakota Hudson is 1-1, one one, 3.95 ERA, 13.2 innings, pitched in 10 strikeouts. Um, Castellanos was really good last time out against the Mets. Gave up two runs on four hits, um, and I can't read what my writing says there. He's given up something in the last two starts. He's done. So, let me tell you, he's done something in the last two starts. But I don't know what it says. Uh, Dakota Hudson last time at Cincinnati, um, no earned runs um, on six point two innings pitched. Um, so it was just Cincinnati. So it was a little bit of a soft start. But I mean, he can only pitch against what he's been put up against, uh, this was one of those games where I, I kind of take me uh, my NFL handicap into it. It's a low total, uh, seven and a half. Um, I know the Cards bats have come alive tonight uh, against the Mets, but previously was scuffling a little bit. Arizona not scored many runs, and I thought Castellanos could keep the minute. So I thought Arizona um, plus one point five on the run line for me. This could be a close game and Castellanos could keep the minute. Uh, So yeah, plus 1.5 at uh, minus 137 um, was my pick. Um, Dylan, what do you make of this one?
2: Yeah, so I remember saying last week, I forgot what pod it was on, but I remember saying you have to be selective when you back the D-backs and they did just get a nice win over the Dodgers last night, but I don't think this is one of their spots. I think this is going to be a bullpen game for... Roberto uh, going for the snakes. But I think the Cardinals, they finally kind of found their bats again today against my Mets. Um, I'm thinking on they'll get an early lead over the D-backs. I was willing to lay any minus 110 or lower with the Cardinals on the run line. So getting a nice plus 115, plus 120 price, as much as it pains me after today, after seeing what I saw, I'll probably back the Cardinals on the run line.
0: Okay. Cardinals on the run line then for Dylan. Um, so we've got, we've got one D backs and one Cardinals. Um, Noah, can you split the tie?
1: I have no PVB in this game. So I'm going to keep it very short and simple. Both of you guys are on the opposite run lines for each team. I'm just going to go with both of you guys pick and take the under because the offenses for both teams haven't been consistent. The Cardinals, like you said, they just uh, got back here um, against the Mets today, but, throughout the season the last week or so they have been really cold the only two bats in this game that i really consider for the cardinals would be nolan arenado batting 375 with 45 total bases five uh, bombs on the year and tommy edmund who is batting 310 on the season he's normally a very good contact hitter but he's got three home runs on the season very surprising he himself has 31 total bases so that's not a bad prop and the only D-backs bat that I like so far at the start of the season is Seth Beerett batting 306. He's the only source of life for this D-backs offense. So, yes, <laughs> give me the under
0: on this. Okay. Uh, Noah, we will let you carry straight on through and give us your lock and dog for this slate of games. My lock
1: is going to be the... Um, Let's go with the over again in the Rockies-Phillies. Over seven, that seems really low. Um, I know last time I was trying to talk myself out of it, that the books know more, but you know what? They blasted that over, so I have trust in it again. And then for my dog, I might be stealing one of Malcolm's plays, but the Padres minus one and a half at plus money give me that all day long against the Reds. Uh,
0: Yep, okey doke. Uh, Dylan, same question. Yes, keep it short and
2: simple. Uh, I'm going to keep picking on the Reds. I'm going to take the Padres on the money line for my dog. Uh, and as oh, for my lock, excuse me. And for my dog has to be the team that I said was actually favored. At plus 150, give me the Guardians. I think Pal Quantra is the better pitcher than Reed Demmer. So at this plus 150, I, I have to take them as my dog.
0: Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I like that. That's what. Uh, that's one of the uh, strongest, uh, strongest feelings you've had so far this season, Dylan. Uh, and I know you've been in decent form, so I'll uh, I'll get involved in the Guardians there tomorrow. Um, I'm going to make it a make it a three way on this Padres. We've, we've all um, we've chosen three different ways of skinning the same cat here. We've got um, we've got the Padres um, on the money line. We've got the Padres on the run line. I'm going to take the over eight and a half in the Padres Reds game. Um, So that is my luck. And uh, on the dog, I'll take the Royals again. I mean, they were good to me last night. Um, They were close to the White Sox tonight. I think they've left a couple of bases loaded situations. Um, And yeah, one summer does not make a swallow. One swallow does not make a summer. You know what I mean. Um, So (laughs) the White Sox got one... The White Sox got one win tonight, um, but that does not mean they're out of the woods. And you rightly pointed out earlier on, boys, that the PS slightly broken. Uh, so I'll take the royals to punish them again tomorrow at plus one fifty. Um there we go. Well done, everyone. That was a quite an epic slate. It's always uh, there's always a lot to talk about when there's three of us, and we all get chatting. Um so yeah, appreciate that. Um anything else uh, before we crack on, Noah?
1: Yeah, it may not be relevant anymore, but it was absolutely unexcusable, the ending to the Tigers game last night against the Twins. They played like a nine-U game, a nine-U team in the ninth inning. Just completely embarrassing.
0: I haven't seen that. I was working until 5 a.m. So I am. Um, Grossman dropped
1: the ball on the outfield, and then our catcher overthrew the third baseman, and the winning two runs on base scored.
0: I saw a little thumbnail of that on Twitter. I, I knew it was something. I didn't know uh, what game it was. Uh, yeah, so I'll catch that uh, later. Uh, Dylan, what's happening? Anything we need to know?
2: Uh, nothing much. Just going to enjoy this Liverpool win. we got a couple games on tonight. late. Like, oh, crack open up. a nice course Light. And that's about it.
1: Hey, Mal, how do I watch the Liverpool-Newcastle uh, game?
0: Uh, it's, on, it's the early game on Saturday. So the first thing you're going to have to do is get out of bed early. Um, And it's on Sky Sky Sports over here. Um, So, yeah, it's 12.30 uh, lunchtime here. So what time that makes it for you, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to get up. Seven. Uh, uh, Right, OK, we're about 30 seconds away from Zoom, kicking us off this call. uh, So I will thank everyone uh, for listening. Uh, You know the usual crack, where to find us. Um, We'll be back later in the week with more baseball. Uh, Thanks, everybody. And we will see you down the road. Cheers.